Hello everyone and welcome to 1v1 with Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, Celeste Roberts. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Retro Baniacs, a retro game review podcast composed of Jeremy Farmtier, Jeremy Gregory, and Billy Holiday. So how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're, we're doing fair, I believe. I, uh, it, it's a little weird. We don't usually do the, the whole video thing. Hats off to Jeremy Gregory, though. He, he is audio only, and that's for little-known fact. Jeremy Gregory is the looks of the podcast, and he did not want to appear in video form and show show us two, slug, two schlubs up. So thank you. Uh, but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for, for having us. I can only speak for myself, though. I, I don't know how everyone else is doing. I'm doing fine. I, I spent all day uh, doing nothing playing video games, so it worked out very well. Mm. We were talking mm. about them. Can't Can't say that's a, a worse day, uh, so that was good to go. Also, I don't know if I'd say Jeremy's the looks of, of Retrovaniacs, but he's definitely the hair of Retrovaniacs. No story <laughs> no Well, yeah. Uh, there's not much competition. <laughs> Well, did you guys want to do a little brief introduction of for each of you? Just kind of a little background, let people know about you as individuals, if you feel like you're special enough. Oh, well, we'll do it. I don't feel like I'm special enough, but I probably, <laughs> I'll do it, because um, I think most people do. Um, I am just longtime friend of uh, old Jeremy Gregory there, and I've, I've known Jeremy P. for a good while, too. Uh, and was lucky enough that they kind of uh, wrote me in to join in them on this. And otherwise, uh, yeah, my name's Billy Holiday. I, uh, God, there really is nothing special about me when you sit down and have to talk about yourself, is there? It's like, I feel like I'm on a job interview where I have to list my strengths or, and weaknesses. Um, but no, I just enjoy video games, have always played them for almost as long as I can remember. My love of video games uh, is probably only exceeded by my love for professional wrestling, which I also latched on to as a kid. Both things that admitting you liked got you beat up for many a year until they became a little socially acceptable. Uh, and it, well, one of them's not socially acceptable anymore at this point in time. Uh, but no, just, uh, just, Love playing video games for the most part. Uh, hanging out. I uh, ruined the naming scheme of the podcast, and I, I try to interject uh, some southern charm into it when I can. Um, otherwise, no, this has been a depressing exercise because I have not much more special stuff to list about myself. <laughs> All right, Jeremy Parmentier, you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, uh, I, like uh, Billy said, we've we've kind of known each other on and off for like twenty years via internet oh. things. Uh, it seems like it's that's embarrassing to say out loud, but we've been doing this this podcast <laughs> for six, right? So you figure there had to be some time before that. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing another podcast before Retrovaniacs. Um, it was not about video games. It was really not about anything. It was three dudes in a garage, basically just talking about whatever random thing we would do. Uh, thankfully, that podcast has been pulled down and is unavailable, as I'm sure. <sighs> It's better to be unfair, to be forgotten, but it's why I wanted to do a podcast. I really like doing it, but I, I've always wanted to do more with video games. Um, I mean, 20 years ago, I was doing, uh, like most other people, just like blogs, more or less, video game mm -hmm. blogs and, and uh, websites where I would talk about weird video games I found, because at that time, anything that wasn't Mario Brothers was weird. And uh, and 
just over time, that idea became, well, why don't we, why don't we try to do a podcast? I've known you guys for a while. We like talking video games. Let's, let's try it and see if it works. And it's been six years, and it's, it's going pretty well. Uh, outside of that, I, I'm, I'm big into uh, to music. I'm in a band currently, uh, Subtastics. We do the theme song for Retrovaniacs, um, which actually, it's not written for that purpose, but it's a song about video games, so it made a lot of sense mm-hmm. to use it. Uh, and, and that's really it. I, I play, play guitar in that band and sing some, and then uh, I do a lot for the, the podcast. We're in four episodes a month now. Uh, between regular and bonus shows, so it, a lot of my free time is playing those four games, so I can actually talk about them and not just be like, "Well, the box looks cool. Let's talk about that <laughs> box for now." I didn't have time to play it, but the box, mm-hmm. perfect. <clears throat> awesome. Was the podcast called Three Dudes in a Garage"? No, it was called Radio for Winners, and it uh, it was not about winners. Uh, it was it was fun, <laughs> but it was it was not appropriate. It was it was uh, it was like bro podcast kind of, not on purpose, but that's what it became. Uh, and, and it was fun, but we just got tired of doing it. We had nothing to talk about. We, we were like, oh, we have the best stories. And after <laughs> we're all out of stories. So what are we going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jeremy Gregory? I am incredibly uninteresting. I have mm. been stuck with these two assholes for the last 20 years. Yeah. Forced to yes. work with them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I generally just play video mm-hmm. games that I don't like. So that's, that is, that's, I think that's a good Good roundup of what I am. Yeah. He's the heart well, of Retrovaniacs. You can see you can feel it. <laughs> he, uh, before he, uh, before he met us early on, the, 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 the most cheerful fellow you ever knew. Um, so I've been able to see <laughs> what doing with us has, has done, has done over time. Uh, but you know, at this point, I think it's the whole Stockholm thing. He, he wouldn't leave us if he could at this point. I don't think he could. Mm. So since you guys have been doing it for so long, have you ever had anybody interview you mm. and talk to you more about Retrovaniacs before? We have not. Um, I don't think we've really done anything at all outside of just our stuff. Uh, we, we, I, I think one of the things I think the other guys might agree that we've kind of, kind of prided ourselves on is that we we don't really focus on ourselves that much we just we were there to talk about the games um and you know we do have listener questions at the end where we'll all well you know not not literally except for maybe one of us but two out of three of us can't we have our listener questions where we'll let our hair down at the end of the episode and and reveal little bits and pieces here and there usually uh a lot of fast food talk i was gonna say a lot of fast it's all food, yeah. You'll find the only facets of our... The other facet of our personality is uh, is poor food choices. Um, but no, we, we just haven't done much. Because I, I think we're just kind of like talking about games and, and being kind of the, the, the guys behind the, behind the curtain for the most part. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate your taking the time to do this because you've built a pretty active community, especially with Discord. I think it almost feels like its own little family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, Discord has been, uh, it's been a, a relatively new thing. I think we kind of started it uh, midway, but it's been great. Uh, it, it's, it's awesome having people that you can kind of interact with, you know, kind of directly right there at the time. And, um, you know, a lot of them are people that I've seen or we've seen that have sent, you know, listener mail in or joined uh, my, myself or, or Jeremy P over on Twitch and things like that. So uh, it's been great uh, having kind of that 
yeah, that array of familiar faces and whatnot. It's it's a great group too, and I think anytime we talk about our our fans throughout this, it kind of you know it kind of echoes the the same thing that it's it's actually a pretty cool group of people that we've we've ended up with somehow. The conversations go all over the place in that Discord, and I kind of love it. <laughs> mm. Mm. But let's talk about some of your earliest memories of video games because. That's what your podcast is about. Mm -hmm. Who wants to take the first drive down memory lane? I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I've, uh, I, I mean, I've been playing video games pretty much since like I could hold a controller when mm. when I was three or so. Uh, my parents bought an Intellivision uh, at the time. I'm I'm forty three, uh, so so it was not like you know they bought it when I was three and it was old at that time. They bought it when it was new, and mm. I mean I have memories of of just hanging out in the basement when I was before I was in school and just playing Astro Smash and the Dungeons and Dragons mm. games they put out on those, or at least the first one. I didn't really understand the second one as a kid, but I grown to love it. And and from that point, I mean we just any system that came out, either I had one or a friend nearby had one. Uh, outside of like you know I don't know one with a Neo Geo, but otherwise most of the major systems from that point on, uh, you know I've I've played with them. I've owned most of them uh, as a kid, and then I bought all the ones I didn't have since, uh, that, within reason. So it's just, it's something I've always liked. Uh, I, I don't know quite why it's grabbed me as hard as it did. I mean, you know, mm. a lot of people play video games, and then they lose interest in it and get into something else. For me, it's like, I just get more and more into it. And mm. sometimes what I like changes. I'll go through phases where all I want to play is, you know, JRPGs. And then the next month, I'm like, mm -hmm. all I want to play is top-down shooters and nothing else. And I don't want to see an RPG. So, you know, I've tried to keep it with the podcast. It's made it easy to kind of keep varied what I'm playing. Otherwise, I do kind of get into a box where I'm like, this is all yeah. I want to play for this short window of time. But uh, but that's why I really like like playing the older games. I don't have to spend, I mean, I play a lot of new stuff too, but if I don't have to spend 60 hours to see a whole game, that's kind of <laughs> nice. It's a nice treat. It seems like everything now on PlayStation 4 is, is uh, which is the only new system I have, is, uh, is, is 60 hours plus minimum for a, a fast game. So it's nice to have, have you know, like, like the Twitch feed, I can play through something I've never played before, like Castlevania 3 in two days. And I feel good about mm -hmm. it. That makes me feel really good. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy Gregory? What, what, wait, what was the question again? What are some of your earliest memories of video games? Oh, uh, God. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I guess the earliest was going to my cousin's house in Kentucky, and he was always the first person to get new video game systems mm. because his, his grandma would always buy him anything he wanted. So... He was the first to have the Atari 2600 and um, <coughs> sorry, and he would always just sit around and play that and force me to play like E.T. and, and terrible mm. Atari games. And he was mm -hmm. also the first one to get the NES uh, where he, of course, the first game he bought was Dr. Hyde and Mr. Jekyll. Uh, so I was my early beginnings with video games were playing really bad video games. <laughs> so but eventually I, I ended up managing to get an NES uh, when my dad got a, a I don't know. He decided to buy one when he got his tax money or something. Mm. And that was pretty great. So I ended up with uh, he, he bought that with Castlevania and Top Gun. So oh, one, one well, out of two ain't bad. <laughs> He's bad. The first level at least was great. Yeah, so I th that's pretty much as as far back as I go. I mean, I've always been a fan of going to like arcades in malls mm -hmm. when when that existed. 
um, I was just I was way into video games as a kid, and it never it never really changed growing up. Yeah. What about and, you, Billy? Well, myself, uh, it, it's similar uh, to to Jeremy's story to an extent. I had a uh, uh, an older cousin, and uh, he would watch uh, myself and and you know, his his little brother fairly often. And he had an Atari, and I recall the first game. I really sat down and was able to play. He would he would sit down and let us play through various things. He didn't subject us to ET, um, thankfully. Uh, first game I ever played was uh, was Jungle Hunt on the twenty six hundred, and I was was completely amazed by this game. And you know the the way on that one, it kind of changes levels. First, you're swinging from vines, and you're you're running and trying to dodge boulders and whatnot. And and from there, my parents. Um, up until maybe the PS1 era, were pretty big into games. Um, so we we always had some consoles around the house, but there were consoles that were were theirs, like you know the the Coleco, um, which which led me to believe that Coleco Vision was something incredible. Um, if they let me play on the Atari, but I couldn't mess with the Coleco at all. Um, and it wasn't until a little bit later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were hiding that Lupin from me. Um, I did eventually get to play it. I got to play that Smurfs game, which I, I am quite still to this day. I have fond memories of that Smurfs game, maybe more than anything else, even though when I go back, it's not good. Uh, but I finally uh, had an NES of my own, and I, I think that's when it took off um, playing Mario, um, Duck Hunt. I think the first four games I had were Mario, Duck Hunt. I eventually got Legend of Zelda, which, which, took off huge with me i figure was the height of video games uh, that, w- that would never be outdone um and i had another light gun game called gumshoe which is tremendous uh, there's a little detective on the screen and the only thing you do is shoot him with that gun to make him jump in the air and, and dodge things and collect things uh and i just remember loving the and yeah i was one of those shitty kids that got right up on the tv with that gun too no shame in my my zapper game with those but no and it's it's and like jeremy p said before i don't know why it stuck with me um but it has I, it has latched onto me and i have not uh, have not looked away since i i don't think i've had a period of time where i i wasn't playing playing something um from those early days to to now uh, even when i'm out on when i was out on the road for my job i would at least bring my switch along with me and and play on there whenever I had spare time. I assume it's probably going to carry over for the remainder of my days, most likely. That is really awesome because I talk to a lot of people and we'll talk about how we played whatever games we were growing up, but a lot of them have kind of dropped off of that hobby. So it's really nice to see people keep up with it and keep that passion going. Mm -hmm. What is it about video games that you think is important to discuss? What made you want to start a whole podcast for almost for six years now? I mean, you guys are very thorough. How many episodes do you release? Uh, it's it's two regular episodes a month. And then if you join our Patreon, uh, we have two bonus episodes that are just mm-hmm. game discussion. There's no questions. There's no, like normally an episode has like a little bit of the beginning where we talk about new things we've been playing or mm-hmm. just a game that's not the game we're talking about that we might have been playing. Uh, and then the game itself for the the bulk of the show. And then at the end, we do listener questions where the bonus shows are just the game. So we start it. Here's the game we're going to cover. Go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, as far as, as what is important to talk about them, it's 
a lot of the time I like to listen to gaming podcasts to see if there's a game either that I love and maybe haven't thought about in a long time. So I want to hear someone else's perspective on it. Or it'll be someone who I know likes the same kind of games I do. And mm. they'll talk about a game I've never heard of. Or a game I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'll give that a shot. I've, I've heard some good things about it. And I'll listen to their podcast. I'm like, oh, I do want to play this. So mm. I like to, to try to talk about how the game plays and what makes it different from other games of that same style. Um, you know, that, that's really kind of the point of the podcast. And, it's in, and then to see, do these games hold up today? So it's not a matter of just of like, yeah, let's talk about how much we liked Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. It's, one, did we like Super Mario Brothers 2? And then we're playing it now, trying to play it as if we had never played it before. You know, what do we think about it in 2021? What is What does that game hold up to? You know, I know it's not going to look as good as a PlayStation 5 game, but, you know, graphics are, are a tiny piece of what makes a game fun. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... That's a good point. Uh, I like I love hearing other people's perspectives too, and that's how I found you guys. I was curious mm. whether there were any podcasts talking about Earthbound, mm. and that's how I found. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, someone's talking about Earthbound. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I I echo those those sentiments. Um, I also uh, was am on the road a lot, and I started listening to. A, a ton of podcasts, just consuming them left and right. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, video game related. And yeah, I, I, I love when you find one and you got to look for them. Uh, you you got to look. Um, this this thing of, uh, you know, three guys talking about retro games, believe it or not, we're not the only one. Um, there, there's a few out there. Um, but it, it, it's a matter of I loved when I would find one where as like Jeremy P was saying, where I, I can tell that our, our tastes are kind of in the same area. And that from there on, it's like, okay, now this is a, this is one I can listen to and find out about some, some games that maybe I have missed. And, and that's one of the things I love doing on our show. Um, it's either one way or the other. Uh, usually it's game that at least one of us has played. So it, it, you're kind of in that, that thing where, the person that has played it is is getting to see if it holds up, like he was talking about, and it's it's fun to be in that role uh, and and kind of look back and and kind of just in objectively look at a game, and it's also nice that you know after playing games all these years, it's awesome when uh, a new you unearth a, a gem and you find something that for some reason uh you know dealing with video games back then uh, you're limited to what your store had what your what your video store had um so it's not uncommon to have missed out on a, a ton of games uh myself especially i grew up in a very small town and we had one little video store and you know if, if it wasn't there uh, you just kind of looked at it in the magazines and, you know, I figured, well, maybe one day and one day never came. So there's still a ton of games from kind of the 8-bit and 16-bit era I'm I'm playing catch up on. And I always love when there's a good one. And, and I hope that's maybe a, a service that we're putting out there. We have a lot of people that kind of um, trust our opinion on games at this point. And if we say something's good uh, they haven't heard of that, maybe they'll they'll go out and, and give it a try. Yeah. What about what about your perspective, Jeremy Gregory? Oh, uh, well, I, these are really hard questions. <laughs> what she's not I've she's, never really thought about. Yeah. She's not throwing um, any softballs at us. I guess not. 
I don't know. Like I'm a I'm the kind of person that the more I listen to people talk about video games, the more I I don't want to ever hear them talk about video games again. Mm. Mm. Um, I started listening to like you guys a lot of podcasts back in the day. I had probably a, a dozen or so, and over time, I just got to the point where I whittled all that down to where I'm not listening to any gaming <laughs> podcasts. Um, I, I think it's just one of those things. Like people like to hear common opinions about video games they want to mm. feel good about mm-hmm. the video games that they used to like mm-hmm. and i will say at least for us we we are not kind to a lot of video games <laughs> no. um, especially some that a lot of people really like yeah. but i don't know like it's you got to kind of draw a line do you just want to be there to to make everybody feel good and you know happy and, and nostalgic about that mm. stuff and you know that's fine but you know, for a lot of these games that we're playing, like um, uh, Bill, Bill, Billy, what Willie Beamish, there, um, a little mm. game that our host here mm. picked for us. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure, it's she spi- has a lot of nostalgia for that game. Yeah. It uh, inspired you know, a lot of conversation. Yeah, yeah, that too. But it's it's for us. You know, we're we're just playing that now, and mm. you know, once if if you lack that nostalgia, if you lack that time and place of when you when you first played that game. Uh, it, you know, it's not there for us. So I really feel bad sometimes, especially for, for games that people pick, uh, you know, for us <laughs> to just sit here and sit, trash it real good for about an hour <laughs> and just be like, there you go. But I at least I think we, we stick to what our opinions are and, and, you know, we're not trying to sugarcoat things. And yeah. I think that's maybe the best that as far as like people talking about video games, that that's what I would want out of a podcast mm-hmm. and not just everyone super happy about everything yeah well i think the the other key part for if we're gonna say a game isn't good we don't just say oh this game sucks the end like we like to explain like here's something we don't like here's a mechanic that makes this game uh very difficult unnecessarily or here's something they they could have added they didn't and you know there's probably good reasons it wasn't added but that would have made this better so we like to at least be constructive when we don't like something we're not just you know, with the exception of Amagon, which is pure trash. Everything else, we've been very good about explaining why a game is uh, is 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 either not as good as it could be, or even if a game is great and we like it, we try to explain why we like it. It's not just like, oh man, Zelda's a great game. Everyone loves Legend of Zelda. Here's here's a game everyone enjoys. The end. Like that's a short podcast. There's not much to say there. We like to explain, you know, as if you'd never played the game. Here's kind of the core mm. of how it works. But then here's what's great about it. Here's something that would have been nice they didn't add. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a little more than just us coming up with interesting ways to say this game is not good. Uh, we like to explain why it's not good, not not just come up with new interesting expletives. I think one of the key things, and I think we do it, um, and, and I don't praise us too often. Um, I like to keep these guys, I like to keep them grounded. Um, I don't like to lift them up that often. Um, but one of the things I think we do well is even if it's a game that we personally enjoy, um Throughout the episode, we're always able to at least, even though if we love a game and we put it out there and it's like, oh, God, you know, I I can't wait to talk about this one. um, There's always something we can find, even in our own games that we love to to kind of critique. And, you know, because no game is perfect, except probably Link to the Past. And that's a mansion of hidden souls on a Sega CD. Um, <laughs> those, are two, library. <laughs> those are your two perfect games right there. But otherwise, I, I, we'll, we'll always, you know, there's a game a lot of times that one of us kind of champions when we when we go into it. But even then, we'll, we'll find 
little things to say about it because I, I hate and a lot of and I can see if if Jeremy was listening to podcasts that did this, that's probably why he got put away, put away from listening or put off from listening. Is that a lot of them are not not very factual with what they state. It's just kind of blanket statements and it, it's kind of what you'd expect. It, it's a lot of them picking games that are notoriously bad. It's bad or picking games that people like and, you know, without much to back it up, they'll state, Oh, this is the best damn game ever. Um, I, I like things that are more, um, where people are stating their, their opinions, their clear opinions as to, as to the hows and whys, of things, and I think that's something we've we've done pretty well. Uh, yeah, old Jeremy P's probably suffered the most with any anything that he picks from the TurboGrafx 16 is an exercise in how much one man can stand and and have uh, have rocks hurled at him and still stand tall. But uh, you know, uh, but even then, he can surely admit some faults in those. Not not much. Not not many, but there are definitely some faults in. Keith Courage and Alpha Zones. A few. <laughs> I think we all shit on each other's games equally. Yeah. I think we've all had our own favorite games that we put on yes. there. And you know, I had my beloved General Chaos destroyed. <laughs> Jeremy P has had every Turbo Graphics game destroyed. And yeah. Not just Turbo Graphics. I would say every game I've recommended, but that's okay. That's fine. That is okay. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of those Renaissance fairs where you pay to throw tomatoes at a guy who's insulting yeah. you <laughs> that's, that's, that's. except except there's no pay involved he's not getting anything for it he's no. just tomatoes I just the joy tomatoes. Of <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's like a thing like I've, I've discussed it with these guys before it's like you know we've got people recommending if it's just our own games and our own opinions it's mm-hmm. like whatever but like when people are paying us money to cover these games which we do on our patreon i'm sure jeremy mm-hmm. will mention that but that's when i kind of feel bad because it's literally like that you are paying somebody to throw a tomato at you <laughs> and it's just it's i mean obviously we're, we're not like that with all the patreon games patreon games whatever but it's you know there's definitely some 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 rough ones in there and yeah. i've always felt bad about being like oh man i gotta really shit on this game this person paid like 50 <laughs> to 60 bucks for us to cover well, it's 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 uh, some of them have been good, but some people are picking games intentionally that they do not enjoy. Uh, so it's, it's not <laughs> quite that everyone's giving us their favorite game to cover. Some people do, and that's good. And I and again, that's why I like to explain if there's something I don't like, as opposed to just saying mm-hmm. this wasn't fun. But uh, but there are people who also do enjoy hearing people complain about a game, especially if they know they're going to go through the pain of playing the whole thing, uh, even if it's a terrible <laughs> game. So some people do pick. Pick bad games. And to clarify, and Jeremy did mention this, it's through Patreon. We're not getting paid. Like, companies aren't paying us to review their games. Well, I wouldn't turn that down. It's not happening. This is through our Patreon. Uh, if, if you join at a certain level after so many months, you get to pick a game that we have to cover. Um, and then, you know, that that's the ones where we'll cover it. Like, you know, well, a friend of mine, actually, uh, is, is a member and had us cover Casino Kid on the Nintendo, which I <laughs> everyone else probably not as much. Uh, he He's intentionally picking games that he knows we don't care for uh, and that's okay he wanted us to cover taboo and i'm not going to do it so that's uh, <laughs> for the nes yeah but that's that's fun people know what they're getting into if they're on your patreon there's there aren't any secrets i'm, I'm assuming if they've no. joined your patreon they've listened to some <laughs> free episodes by that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. but i think you it's would important. think you would think that <laughs> 
That, yeah, that... Yes, you would think. So oh, we've I feel uh, like we've definitely had our surprises of people from the Patreon yeah. uh, that that um, have surprised us with, with mm-hmm. what they would throw out there, you know, or, or get mad at us for doing. So, um, you know, I, we, we always appreciate anyone that, that joins that and wants to give us money or support oh, us yeah. or whatever. Um, but I think at some point you, you should listen to the content and see if that's a thing <laughs> that lines up with you before you just start throwing money at us. Yeah, I think there's only one person that that necessarily applies to, but I was surprised. I was very surprised, but yes. Has there been someone whose game you've reviewed unfavorably who was upset, like truly upset that you didn't care for the game? I, I don't think so. I mean, if so, they, they didn't verbalize that uh, necessarily, mm-hmm. but but I know that there have been people who, who have, have sent in games and maybe, you know, didn't expect us to not care for it. I don't know if that means it's disappointed or not. Just a mm-hmm. game where they're like, oh, there's no way they won't like this. And we're like, hmm, kind of mm-hmm. like this. There's other games that, you know, maybe they threw at us that they... Uh, um, what was the Koei game we covered? Um, uh, gem something. Uh, it doesn't matter. Gemfire. Gemfire. Oh, jeez. Somebody who, who was like, I had these great memories of Gemfire because it was one of the six games in my video store. We rented it all the time or whatever. And it was, man, that was... We had to play that by gunpoint. We got through it though, but that was <laughs> and that's hard. That was the worst that's... thing. Uh, worst thing I played last year was was probably Gemfire. Well, because I was, dreaded that thing. You, you had yeah. to, but I finished it. I finished a, a full level in it, or like, you know, full scenario, and uh, and I didn't hate it necessarily. But man, that was a that was a, a steep learning curve. I'm not. I, I mean, I play strategy games at some level, but I've never understood the Koei strategy games like uh romance of the three kingdoms or nobunaga's ambition all those it's not like i don't understand them as like i don't answer people would like them i'm just not smart mm-hmm. enough to be good at those games i don't oh, i don't right. think that way or whatever and uh and this i had to just like hammer at it till eventually i was like oh i can figure out how i can win this i don't know if i'm playing it right but i can win doing this and mm-hmm. it turns out that's how you're supposed to play it and then i was like well now i know why i don't like it because this is mm-hmm. not fun this is <laughs> hours of unfun <laughs> to finish this game so uh, but but again i i talked to that person afterwards and they thought it was funny that we didn't care for it um but they weren't upset so you know so no one's raged on you guys no <laughs> you. yeah because people most people are mature and have a good sense of humor, but I have read just on the internet, some people take it as a personal affront if you critique something mm. from their childhood. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're not the one who made this game. You're not the one who put your blood, sweat, and tears into this. This is, mm. this is a review. I, I will say anyone who's considering doing this or ever talking about games to just no matter what your actual thoughts are, the Sega Genesis sound chip is incredible, and you should only talk highly of it. Oh, oh. ton of emails. no, 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 no! <laughs> I'll tell you, I, and I am probably. I think this might be the hardest time we've got. People have really, um, growing up, uh, you know, the sixteen bit. You had the Super, Super Nintendo and the Genesis. Um, we had both in the household, and all I'm saying is when it comes down to it and you're, you're, you're playing these games and a lot of the same games came out for them, you know, um, you compare them, let that do the talking, let that do the talking. And one of them, it's, it's sultry sounds, you know, will will fucking delight your ears. The other one uh, will probably cause a little bit of the old red stuff to start pouring out of them. That's all. That's it. 
Um, no, I, I um, the Genesis sound chip, final word on it until I make another snide remark about it during an episode, which probably be the next one uh, that involves the Sega Genesis. Um, uh, it, it could do its thing in the right hands. Unfortunately, the only right hands were Sega themselves. And I, I don't think anybody else knew what to do with that thing. So it was just, you know, it just uh, just sounds coming out of the old tin can. That's that's all right. You know, some people are into that. Some people do. I, people buy record players now because they like hearing the scratchiness and stuff like that. So yeah, some some te- fools put out records. Like teach <laughs> who, who would do that? But teach their own on it. Uh, but it it's certainly it's weird in the uh, video game community. I think the things that seem harmless, but uh, but but could cause a stir. I, I never would have thought little things like that or just a, a differing opinion would do it. But some people are very, uh, very territorial over there, <laughs> over there in the nostalgic things from childhood. Now, this is making me think of a, a question that's not on the list. No, 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 no. We, we, oh. <laughs> are you prepared? Are you prepared my, your thesis? <laughs> my pa- my pa- I'm good. My, I'm pa- good. Pa- my papers I have here. Well, it made me wonder, so when you were growing up, up to now, even, do you guys prefer to play games alone? Do you prefer to play in a room with people, Mm. barring COVID, of course, or Mm. do you prefer to play online with other people? Does it, does it matter? Does it depend on the game? I think it depends on the game. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fighting game guy. Uh, We, we had a whole month of fighting games last year by my own silly thought that, that was a good plan and by date by week two i was like i this is the worst idea ever had. <laughs> i'm not good at fighting games i'm not i don't mind a competitive game but it's got to be either i like i like puzzle games if i'm going to play with other people i don't mind co-op games of almost any kind I'm, I'm a big fan of i mean i played way too many mmos for way too long uh, that, that was all fun i didn't even mind pvp in those as much because again it's not it's not a fighting game it's more tactical in some ways and gear based you can do some things to game the system um but if I'm playing, like, my favorite time right now, especially, is I'm by myself. I'm just alone. You know, kids, I have two kids. They're asleep. I can finally get to, to play Dark Souls 3. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. that's the time I look the most forward to because I don't get a lot of time where I am alone by myself doing that. Uh, now, I realize I'm playing a lot of games on Twitch, so I'm I'm by myself with a bunch of people watching. I like that, too. That doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. But, but I don't, unless someone there is, like, I don't know, really into watching me play a game. I'm not really into watching someone else in the same room with me play a game. I, you know, it's different on Twitch because I can kind of do a hundred things at once. But, mm. uh, but normally I, I like playing alone with that, but I don't mind playing with other people and online gaming. If it's a game that's fun online, sure. But I don't need every game to be online. Yeah. And I, I really don't think I'm online too much either. I, I think I have maybe just a handful of games I'll play online. Um, I, Smash Brothers, I'll get on. Uh, Mario Kart, I probably have put the most time into online. I, I did have my my times with the uh, you know the old first person shooters back in the day, playing a, a ton of Call of Duty online. Um, I, I do miss some aspects of it. Uh, I do miss the the shrill voices. Um, you know, I, I miss the 11, 12 year olds cursing at you. Um, Little things like that. Little things that brought the charm to it. Um, but no, I, I mainly, I find that most games I play are kind of single player in nature. Um, not because I'm, I'm seeking them out, but that, that kind of, the games I like most of the time are, 
you know, like more kind of story driven. Um, you know, we've covered some walking sims together, um, things like that. Um, and th those usually don't lend themselves to multiplayer that often. What they do lend themselves to is they are, you know, fun to if people want to sit around and watch. I, I think games like that, um, I'll often find, um, you know, my my girlfriend may join me, our, our daughter every now and then might come along. Uh, like Firewatch. I, I played through Firewatch and was so absorbed into it, I had no idea. Uh, I had, I had some, some viewers on the couch with me for, you know, a couple hours of it. Um, but no, no, normally I, I mainly a single player guy, um, back when you could have parties, I, I do like the occasional, you know, party game, you know, get the Mario Kart out, the, the local multiplayer, have a bunch of people, uh, gathered around and you know games like mario party you don't know jack things like that uh were a lot of fun but you know it's kind of not happening anymore so uh, a lot of my gaming nowadays skews towards uh you know kind of a more more single player experiences mm -hmm. what about you jeremy g i generally play video games by myself um I do have a curse of really loving MMO style games, but not mm. wanting to actually play with people when I, mm. when I play an MMO game, <laughs> um, like Destiny, World of Warcraft, uh, you know, things like that. I really mm. enjoy playing those games, but when other people come into the <laughs> the play of that, I start liking it less, which is just mm. weird. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've always been mostly just playing by myself. Me and my cousin, for the longest time growing up, we played games together and. A lot of fighting games and RPGs and stuff like that, but you know, once he he moved away, and and so it's been mostly just me playing by myself now. So, speaking of fighting games, when you guys were growing up and fighting games were coming out, were your parents really strict about which ones you played or what you were exposed to? I, I think mine. Um, it, it. I think the good thing was having good sturdy 1980s parents who are already letting you watch Die Hard and Nightmare on Elm Street and everything like that. Uh, they mostly thought it was more, <laughs> they thought it was cool more than anything. Um, you know, um, it, especially when I guess more combat rolled around. Uh, we watched so many like cheap Kung Fu films around the house and things like that, that it, I don't think it really phased anybody uh, in the household kind of parent wise uh, i do know that it, it did raise a stir with some uh, but no i and i i don't know if that's just in, in my house or if it may be they they kind of over and over inflated the amount of parents that really you know flew off the handle about that kind of stuff uh mine didn't didn't really mind why we I, while i do have a second uh, and we are talking about fighting games i would urge there's a reason jeremy gregory doesn't play fighting games with anybody and he has the cheapest goddamn vega in street fighter um and i would urge anybody not to play him in street fighter um he does bad things on there real bad things to good people well that's that's why i play by myself now because that's right just, all of these street fighter nights that we we used to have everyone just kind of you know yeah. they refuse to participate in them after a while <laughs> Oh, we were, uh, they still they still go on. We just we don't invite them. I, I kind of figured. Did you guys remember the Street Fighter cart, the animated movie from like the nineties? Which one? 
Oh, gosh. Was it the full-length movie, or was it the... There was the Street Fighter Alpha anime that was released in the late 90s. I remember the full... There was the full-length film. Um, I just... I remember bits and pieces from. The full-length video had Chun-Li versus Vega. Yes, because when you were were talking about Vega, that's what reminded me of that movie. I used to... as a kid, it blew my mind to watch movies and TV shows of the video games I was playing. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, that tried. Was, yeah, that was really the first one that was that was like, wow, you know, this yeah. is this is the video game, and uh, it was done really well. Great animation, great art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a uh, yeah, that was a, a great great little video game movie. And I used to watch the TV show as well. The USA one. Oh man, <laughs> that one's great for a whole different reason. <laughs> so bad. Oh yeah, and then they had a Mortal Kombat cartoon show. I don't know if you guys remember that one. They had. I had a they had Dark Stalkers too. Yeah, I had a VHS um, of uh, Mortal Kombat, and I I was very excited, uh, but I got it and put it in, bought it. Like this was a, a my own money purchase, which those didn't happen too much. Um, I put it in and it was like uh, 20 minutes of part of it was animated, but the fight scenes switched to this really weird um, kind of 3D type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking I, about. And it was horrific and it ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, it, it's it's probably ranks amongst the, some of the worst uh, purchases I made as a kid with my own money. To this day, I, like I think a, it's. It was like a companion piece or prequel to the live action Mortal Kombat movies. I think, mm, and it was and it was supposed to. I had read later on was supposed to have more installments, but but uh, surprise surprise, I don't think that one went over. That will. I have a uh, strange memory of the live action Mortal Kombat show that came oh. on w- <laughs> WCW Nitro for a while. <laughs> it was not good, but it was more, you know, anything video game that was on TV or had a movie or anything mm-hmm. back then I was into because it was video games. It's not that special anymore because everything has its own thing. Mm-hmm. But back then, like seeing your favorite video game and anything that wasn't a video game was was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Were your parents strict, uh, Jeremy Gregory, or they didn't really? Care? No, they didn't care at all. Well, I mean, occasionally they'd just be like, "Get up, go outside," you know, <laughs> the, the standard stuff. But I mean, I they never really had too much of a problem with me, like uh, watching, uh, you know, or you know, anything really. Watching terrible movies, mm-hmm. things that were way above my age limit, um, or any sort of video games. Um, there was a there was a brief time there where um, Blockbuster got a, uh, was one of the very first places in Indianapolis that got a section of anime, mm. and I was super huge into anime at the time. But they wouldn't let me rent it by myself, so I had to bring my poor father into the store and make oh. him rent things like Project Aiko and Ranma and things like that. And I just you just see the life and soul draining out of him as he was doing this, but you know. It, it, it was for a good. Per- it was for a good cause. I got to watch it. Ron was awesome. <laughs> it is. It's great. I love it. He was just always like, "What are you doing? Like, why are they making you like like me rent these? I, 
you're a kid that you should be able to rent cartoons. That's right. Just maybe they just thought wouldn't it understand. Was dirty or something. Maybe they thought it was some dirty cartoon. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was considered adult content because it had violence and and blood mm. in it and stuff like mm. that. So uh, there was one time where I accidentally rented uh, Eurotsuka Doji, and I didn't understand what that was. And then I found out very quickly what that was. And, um, would, you, would you like to inform the listener? Oh man, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that that, inform, that informs them enough, right there. Uh, yeah, go look that up on Google. Um, it's a, uh, it's, I mean, it's this super, super dark, violent uh, anime movie series or something that was made back in the early '90s, late '80s. Um, something, imagine something like Akira. But like mm. completely insane and just full of like sex and tentacle, mm. every, everything, boobs, it just horrible, mm. just yeah, that that kind of thing. So he he was there to rent that one, and hopefully, <laughs> that, hopefully the guy behind the counter knew exactly what he was renting with his mm-hmm. young son standing right behind him. Mm. Uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, Jeremy P, what about your parents? They're probably the same, huh? Yeah, they didn't really care uh, about video games as far as or, or movies. I mean, and I think I think uh, Jeremy kind of hit it where violence was not a problem. They didn't care. Mm. Like uh, that's fine, no big deal. It's all cartoony and and goofy. It's not realistic violence, so it doesn't really matter. But if it was in any way sexual, that's where it would be a problem. Like oh no, movie wise, there aren't many sexual video games on the Nintendo. But uh, but like movie wise, they didn't care about any violent stuff. Like we used to run all these horror movies when we were kids, and I mean I was eight watching Evil Dead because it's what was at the video store. I'm like, yeah, this will be awesome. It terrified me. But if, if they ever came in and there was a boob on the screen, look out, look out, I'm in trouble, <laughs> deep trouble, turn it off. We're not going to watch this movie again. Where did you get this from? Like, you rented it. You were there. We got it at the store. But uh, but games they didn't care about. They didn't uh, they didn't care. And by the time fighting games were kind of a thing, I was old enough that, that they wouldn't have cared anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think if I would have been, you know, three playing Mortal Kombat, there would have been a problem. But if I, you know, that's, it's about 12 years too early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I bonded with my dad over video games, including fighting games. He would get really excited when it was Friday and it was time to go to movie gallery or blockbuster mm-hmm. and we'd pick a game that we'd play. And I, I guess my mother trusted his judgment. <laughs> <laughs> this fighting game was okay for the six year old little girl to play, but yeah, but I, I mean, gosh, I tried to bond with my dad over fighting games, but, um, I learned that you you shouldn't be very good at fighting games whenever yeah. you play your parents, uh, because he did not. I thought he would be very proud of me, uh, proud of me with how good I was at Dalsum, and uh, oh. Oh. constantly beating his ass by throwing <laughs> my kick across the screen to hit him in the head, uh, caused him to get up and throw the controller across the room <laughs> and storm out of the room. And I was very confused. I was like, "What have I done? What did I do? I thought I was doing good." Do you still play games with him sometimes? Not really. I don't really see him too much anymore. But there was a time there for a while where I was living with him, and we would rent a, or I would rent a game, and you know, if it was something that he enjoyed, like a racing game or a two-player co-op game that we could play together, he he enjoyed coming up to my room, and we'd play that for you know a bit. Mm-hmm. And that was about as as far as I really got with playing playing video games with old dad. Oh. I think it's gonna be more of a thing for like my kids and maybe maybe Billy's oh, kids. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. I, I play games with my kids all the time. Um, I mean, un- unfortunately, I've brought that into the house, so they're already like 
way into video games, and they've they've unfortunately like decided to like things I don't care for, like Roblox. Mm. But uh, but otherwise, like I was mm. playing Lego Dimensions uh, on the Wii U. We have one, and my youngest, who's seven, has gotten all into that again. So like we'll play that, and that's fine. And uh, you know I will be proud one day when they show me a game and then beat me horribly at it. I'll be very excited. Because I'm still in the phase where I feel like I have to not play my best. Because otherwise, it's just like, look, Dad beat my ass again at this video. <laughs> That's no fun. I got I got one hit on him. So, you know, other than then most of the time we just do team team things. Like we'll play Mario Kart and we'll all be on one team. And that, that way, if I come in first every time and they come in, you know, 15th, it's not so big of a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're carrying the torch for them. It's yeah, but I can also see them getting better, and and it is it is kind of neat to see mm. how like things are kind of clicking, and how they're like, oh, I I can see this now. Like, um, uh, with with the same son, my son Leo, who I'm playing Lego Dimensions with, he got uh, Luigi's Mansion three for the Wii uh, for the Switch, and you like mean, uh, Luigi's, Luigi's Ghost, Ghost House. It's correct. <laughs> that's, that's still the name of it in our house, but but he, you know, I watched him kind of fumble through the first levels, and by the mm-hmm. end of it, I mean he's he's clearing out every level on himself and taking on bosses and beating them. And I'm like, see, he's getting this down. He's playing Mario galaxy now on the, the 3d all-stars. And it's fun to mm. watch kind of like at first, if you haven't played that game, you know, and all you've played is Mario, uh, what Odyssey, then he was like, this is controls weird. I have to use the, the aiming thing on the screen. I was like, Oh yeah, you're going to get used to that. Sorry about that. And, but now he's, I mean, he's flying through levels. He's almost finished with the game already. So it's fun to watch them get better at it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. And I, I'm, pretty sure my wife disagrees that that's as awesome as that as i think it is it's been a lot of time they probably shouldn't but you know what right now specifically this year or the last you know since last march staying home playing video games is probably the best thing they can do so good mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. what do you think about games there there are a lot of games that are going back to this retro look like the game celeste um a short hike has kind of mm-hmm. they're, they're cute graphics for example but there's the what is it i think it's cyber shadow that's coming out it kind of looks like mm-hmm. a combination of ninja gaiden and the ninja warriors mm-hmm. do you guys remember that game that beat em up game mm-hmm. so how do you guys feel about that do you feel like they're breathing fresh life into that genre do you feel like it's they're kind of just copycats I, I they do I, I can't say much because Celeste was my favorite game the year it came out and I'm also playing Stardew Valley for like three years now which also is kind of styled in that fashion so I, anything I say would be hypocritical but um, I don't think it really brings a lot of people towards older games I think it's just kind of it's subgenre and and new players you know that play those I, I don't necessarily know how much that's making them kind of look back um at at, at older games um I, I haven't seen a lot of that myself people's like oh i started playing this and now i went back to see you know kind of the games that that style is based on i, I don't know how much of that really happens i do like it i do um oh i think it is something that maybe is is starting to get a little overused um but when a game does it right and it's actually a good game and it's not just depending on its its style um because there was a lot of that um there was a lot of hey look this is you know this game is is 16-bit styled and that's all the game had going for it um but if you can put out a a good game in that, in that fashion I, I think it's great and a lot of times they really have uh just 
delightful soundtracks with them with them also uh they they kind of go back to those 16-bit tunes almost um so i think one well put together um that actually has something going for it i think it's great uh it's a nice little throwback for people that that grew up playing them i don't know how many people it would it would send looking uh to to old games but i i I don't have a a problem with them really as long as it's not just uh, a gimmick being relied on to to sell what about you guys it's an older one oh go ahead jeremy I, it just it really just kind of depends. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, I think a lot of people associate that look with just being a lazy indie game. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's just been done for so long now. But mm-hmm. I, I tend to like it. I've always enjoyed the 16-bit or pixel look. You know, that's mm-hmm. it's a valid art style to me. So if that's mm-hmm. the kind of way you want to make your game look, then go for it. I just think you need to make a, a good game that goes around that yeah. art style. Because there's some absolutely beautiful pixel art games out there that play like shit, or they, mm. you know, they're not very good games. But then you've got something like uh, The Messenger, which is, mm. um, you know, it's it's not super detailed. You know, it's just it's very much in that kind of eight bit to sixteen bit look. Uh, but it's a great game, and it adds some new stuff to a genre that you know it's kind of like playing a, a Super Nintendo game that you never got to play. And that's that's what I enjoy with those kinds of games. So, yeah, I'm fine with it as long as the game's decent. So, yeah, I, I think that's exactly the case. If the game is good, that's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I guess Dead Cells and Chasm, mm-hmm. I got on the Switch last year. I don't mm-hmm. think it's from last year, but I got it last year. And that's another great, like, if you like the 8 bit style, 16 bit style dungeon exploration, it's fun. Uh, I mean, an older one, but I think like the one that for me was the first kind of major really really solid retro style game that actually kind of took that um that formula ran with was Sh- uh, shovel knight i think shovel knight is one. Oh of the, yeah i mean hands down one of my favorite games of the last 10 years and it just kept getting better and better and better they kept adding the the extra characters you can play as and it wasn't like oh yeah here's the same levels but now you're this other guy i mean it's an entirely new game the last the last set of game mm-hmm. or the last expansion that came out for that was king of cards that essentially adds on top of the layer that it's kind of this Mega Man style adventure game uh, it has a collectible card game in it. You can play it against people like Triple Triad. And it's awesome. And I love every second of it. And that's one that it looks, I mean, it it's supposed to look 8-bit. It's actually, it's got too many colors and does too much. It wouldn't wouldn't really work on NES. But it doesn't matter. It it looks like what you remember those games looking like. And it mm. plays really, really well. It, it doesn't, the gimmick isn't that it looks like an 8-bit game. It just, it, it has that kind of feel to it. If you're used to Mega Man, you're like, oh, I know what they're aiming for. But then when you actually get in, you're like, whoa, this is way more involved than any of those games. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like that. But but I also think there are a lot of those out there. There's a lot of stuff that people just kind of like, yeah, I, I can make a real quick 8-bit game because it, it, it's, a, it's a simple graphic style. And, you know, and it's fun. And it's running gun. It's 99 cents on the Switch eShop. And you're like, all right, for a dollar, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But would I pay $20 for most of those games? Probably not. It's few and far between. Things like Shovel Knight. Or the, the other games we mentioned that, that are very good, that are worth the, the price. I think there's like the new Dragon's Quest. What is it? Is Dragon's Quest? Um, that lets you do, you can basically play the entire game in like 16-bit mode. Yes, Dragon Quest yeah. 11. Dragon Quest, mm. yeah, that's one thing. And like, um, that's interesting because like, you know, you, you can switch between playing this really nice looking JRPG or in mm. 3D and all this stuff. Or you can switch over to a 16-bit mode. For me, I would probably always want to see the cool 3D graphics. 
you know, that like that stuff is holds my attention a bit more. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's cool that they added that in there. If so, if you had to design a video game, <laughs> oh man, that's a tough question. So, actually, we just answered that question. So I think we, we did, and and uh, I I stand. <laughs> well, we, we, I, I think we did. Mm-hmm. We can allude to the episode so people can go to it instead mm-hmm. and hear it. Yeah, our, our most recent uh, episode we just put out on. Um, uh, last week, I guess the one out came out last, or maybe Tuesday. Did I just released Tuesday. I don't even know. I don't know when this is going to air. So, uh, the beginning of of January, we put out our our first episode of 2021, and uh, and at the end of the episode, when people asked us questions, one of them was if you could create your own video game. You know, what yeah. what would it be if it's based on your own life? Not if you could create your own game, but like if there was a game that was Jeremy Parmentier's whatever. What would it be? And we all kind of had very similar answers. That all of them would involve <laughs> us driving around in our cars. Uh, trying to find places to go to the bathroom and eating bad yeah. food. And it would play like Incredible Crisis for the PlayStation, uh, which is the perfect game if you're going to make a game about running around in your car trying not to go to the bathroom and eating bad food. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. and, and, and it's, it's you know, it's 2020 edition where not all, uh, you can't go in most places. Some places you can go in, the restroom's not open. So I, I'd like the idea of maybe a special mini game thrown in where you kind of try to try to talk down like and barter with employees like hey man what's what's letting one guy in what's it going to do just like a, you know maybe a speech element to it dialogue choices uh yeah something along those lines all three of us i am both impressed and saddened that uh all of our games were were so incredibly similar i mean that's kind of what we do i think yeah at least for me and billy uh, you know we yeah. travel a lot Mm-hmm. that's that's just you know that's life <laughs> so uh it's it's pretty easy to, re- to relate to a game like that you know i think i mentioned don't shit your pants that was the game that yes. i uh the pc i think it's like a little flash game or some shit that you can play mm-hmm. and it's like an old adventure game to where you like you you basically get up and you have to shit your pants or you have to you know take a shit <laughs> so you basically just put in these commands and you're you know everything you do it's like there's always the, you know, you may shit your pants. You're going to shit your pants, basically. It's just how many steps you can get to that point before yeah. you actually shit your pants. And yeah, I think it's not exclusive. Yeah, and you know, especially like like uh, like you said with the with 2020 and how COVID has hit, with especially like traveling. Uh, that's shit. You know, that's like super turbo edition right there. You know? yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I guess I should have clarified also if you didn't want to hear the discussion about having uh, bathroom breaks in our cars. We did also talk about Spyro for the PlayStation on that last episode. You could have checked that out for that too. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> we know what the people are there for. Yeah, they came for the bathroom questions. Hey, well, I guess my next, no, I'm not going to ask this question. I was going to be like, what's the most embarrassing moment regarding bathrooms you've ever had? But we're going to. Oh, this, uh, that would. Uh, um, it's a longer yeah, podcast you, now, but we have you, answers. You, yeah. You've guaranteed, <laughs> you've guaranteed to add at least another hour or two onto this with that one. <laughs> We've all been there. That's all I can say. I, I accidentally flooded the girls' bathroom in ninth grade. But the toilet went flush, and I left it. And I was like, I don't know what's going on in there. Some, some That's weird. I don't know what happened. I should call somebody. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
what when you guys were talking about the indie games and the 8-bit and 16-bit graphics, it made me think, what are some of the hidden gems that you've discovered in either in the eShop, on Game Pass, on the PlayStation Network that were not very expensive? And you're like, huh, I pay a lot more than what I paid for this. Hmm. That's tough because it's such a quantity of uh, especially with the switch i feel like the switch has gone absolutely wild um with a lot of the games they put out and and i kind of would originally just get it just to kind of flesh the library out a little bit which has backfired on me because now my initiative this year is is to play through all these little indie games i i picked up um on the switch it, it's tough um because there are just between that and Steam sales, I, I feel like there's just so much out there. Uh, one, I, I'll just name a couple off the top of my head, and they're all going to be kind of recent because I'm having trouble thinking back. Um, there's one called 1980X, and it is presented. My only complaint would be it's too short. Um, it, it feels like it's just getting ready to take off when it ends, but it's presented um as someone going to an arcade and it's divided up into mini games and each mini game is like its own um throwback like you've got a, a game like outrun or you you've got a, like an old school dungeon crawler type game or you got to beat them up something like that and that took me back and I, I got that extraordinarily cheap um i think that was probably like a dollar ninety nine, something like that. Instantly love that one. Uh, fear that there may be no more because I haven't heard anything else about it in a while. Um, there was another one, uh, and I did mention earlier, Link to the Past being you know amongst those two perfect games. Um, there was one called Blossom Tales, uh, which looked very unassuming, but it looked familiar when I was was glancing at it, and, and it is very similar. Um, it, it's almost in some points too similar but nintendo has it on there so i guess they're okay with it um to to link link to the past uh, in terms of style and all that and it's it's another top down um you know just basically it is basically the zelda format um and it even makes little nods to it here and there which i which i thought was interesting um god there's so many other ones though there's so many i can't Think of them off the top of my head, but um, there's been a lot of good experiences. I just finished one called Worse Than Death, um, which was very story-driven. Uh, there's a little bit of kind of hide hiding from monsters in there. There's a little bit of puzzle solving, uh, and that was a great one, too. And that's another one I got for, you know, 99 cents or something like that. Uh, there's just so many instances of those, and I, and I feel like that's... that's kind of encouraging that there are there's so many gems out there um you know I, I guess it's a shame they have to hit that kind of price point before you pick them up but these these e-shops though it's such a crowded market um that it's i i don't think i really would have discovered these otherwise just just kind of digging through mm-hmm yeah i generally don't buy a lot of of random games at this point mm-hmm. if uh if i uh, unless it's something I've kind of saw, like, oh, this looks really good. But my kids will, like, just check through the, the shop. 
Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, this, this looks good and it's only a dollar. Can we get this? Now, most of those end up not being very good. But there's been a handful of them that actually were kind of fun. Uh, there was a game we got, I, I think it was one of those Switch games that they, that the, they put up for a penny at one point, And you're like, mm. whatever, it's a penny, who cares? It's called Watermelon Party. And it's a multiplayer <laughs> only game. And it's it's almost, it kind of reminds me of like the game Pipe Dream, where you get little pieces mm. that you have to put mm-hmm. in to make your guy walk a certain path. And it's if you can walk this this path on a grid and get all the pieces of watermelon before everyone else on the team does, you know, on the screen does the same thing. And it's four players side by side. You know, you win that round. And it, and it kind of ranks it like Bomberman after that, where it's like the first person gets five points and the second mm. person gets points and the first person to 20 points overall wins i mean it's extremely basic i, I if i paid a dollar i would have been mad but i paid a, a penny and so for a penny i mean when we went to on on vacation this summer which wasn't much of a vacation since we just went to some some other house and didn't go outside and do anything um we played a lot of that and it was one that i was like sure we'll, we'll play it but it ended up being a lot of fun for them mm. and me so that that's one of the few that we picked up that i can remember off the top of my head that was like yeah that actually was a lot more fun than i thought it would be mm. um i picked up a few random uh i, I like like shmup games, top-down shooters, or side mm-hmm. shooters. I'm not good at them at all, but I still really mm-hmm. like them. And I, I don't know, that's why I don't know if this is a gem or if this is one that if you're in that, that circle, maybe this was a well-known game, I don't know. But it's called Pawarumi for the Switch. It's kind of like Ikaruga, but instead of having just the black and white polarity, you've got um, essentially like three different, it's green, red, and blue. And like you have to switch back and forth between those three colors to do damage to green, red, and blue enemies. Uh, no one's immune to anything, but sometimes it'll, if you use a red shot on a blue enemy, it makes your shield stronger and little things like that. So it's a little more than just like trying to match the weapon to the enemy. You've got to keep your shield level high and your power level high, and that requires you to keep switching your weapons back and forth. That's a really good one. So yeah, Power Rumi is probably the one I'd say is, is the one I didn't know about, and I just picked up at random for, I think, 15 bucks or whatever, and I would have paid more for that. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I guess I don't do that too much on the eShop. I, I think I use Game Pass for that, you know, mm. just seeing what, what comes up on there, what they've got, because they do a really good job of putting a bunch of neat little indie games on there mm-hmm. that I generally would never, ever play or even think about buying. But, you know, that's, I, I found Undermine on there uh, late last year. I love that game. It's a fun little roguelite Um you know the the messenger. I mentioned that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a great little sixteen bit kind of ninja guiding game. The tourist. Um, I think our host has played the. No, it, no, wait. Maybe it wasn't. What have you played the tourist? No, it's on my list. You guys were talking about it in the right, Discord. Right. Uh, but yeah, like that and and a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, Void Bastards, of course. There's there's mm. just a lot of stuff on on that whole service uh, that of games that I would never expect to enjoy, but just the way it is, you know, you can just download it and, and not have to worry about it. And I think that goes a long way in actually making you like the games more because you don't have to think about, well, God, I spent you know this much money on this fucking turd. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, everything I've played on there, they do a good job of curating that list of yeah. giving you some games that, you know, that are surprising in ways that you wouldn't expect. I love that feeling. I love stumbling upon a game that I've never even heard about and I end up loving it. Mm-hmm. Although I have to I have to take you to task, Billy. I'm not a fan of that the church in the darkness. <laughs> what's the, what's what's the trouble? Oh, it's just What's the trouble? <laughs> I like cults, but I didn't realize realize I was going to have to shoot people <laughs> while trying to find people uh, in the sometimes, cult. Sometimes <laughs> when uh, when do you remember things with a cult turning out well? Uh, it always <laughs> ends. There's always some bloodshed by the time it's over with. Probably Outlast. Uh, 
It's a, it's a happy cult story. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nobody, no one's harmed in that one at all. Uh, I, you know, that's fine. It's all right. See, uh, just <laughs> that's fine. No, no. I, we've 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 discussed it earlier. We've got we've got thicker skin. Uh, I'm gonna let. <laughs> I, I'll give it some more time. How about that? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, it, it needs more time. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some of the, your favorite games that you guys have covered? What are some games that you've discussed in your podcast? I mean, you could limit it to one, two, three. 10, whatever you would like. You want. I'll just read down the episodes. One after yeah. they're, all, they're all gems. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not all gems. Um, man, I, I'm trying to think of ones that, um, you know, were, were not ones I was familiar with, maybe, um, that, that were brought up. Because obviously, I, and I've mentioned it several times, I... Um, Game Mansion of Pin Souls, I stand behind as, as Sega CD. So, of course, you know, good luck playing that thing. Um, but I do stand behind that one. I, it's one of my favorite games we covered. Uh, you know, besides the fact that I was on a minefield the entire time we played through. Uh, I, I just love um, some of the other games that have been brought up that I, I hadn't played before or hadn't played all the way through. Um, we did, I mean, this isn't like Hidden Gem, Secret of Mana, which I had not played um, substantially until it, it came time for the episode. And we had a, um, oh God, which was the one? Fire Striker was the the one that was like almost like a, a Zelda almost in terms of the combat, but you attacked by with a like pinball mechanic and things like that. Um, that was a, a great one. I think that was one none of us had played through. Uh, and Fire Striker always stood out to me. That's one I've actually gone through and played um, again after the fact. I, there's 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 several. Uh, there's several that I well we cut it off. Uh, cut off recording. I there's there's that relief that um, for the rest of my days I'll never encounter this game again. Uh, but then there's some uh, there's some that you know I I play again. I, I Wonder Boy three uh, was it three the one we did? Yes, Wonder Boy three the Dragon's Trap. That's an excellent game. Probably uh, the most uh, phenomenal game that caught me by surprise. Uh, and that was a Master System game. It got remade on the Switch. And yeah, I, I went ahead. I own the Switch version now. I just love that game. That's probably the, one of the ones. That um, and that Fire Striker that really got hold of me. And, and I absolutely love. And, you know, we reviewed those a while back. And um, yeah, I, I, I would say that we have a pretty good track record of, you know, playing playing. Mostly decent games, I think, for the most part. Nice. I I just I generally just like the ones I think that I I I don't know like I like bad games and I enjoy talking about bad games. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's the Beavis and Butthead episode that wasn't too long ago. <laughs> I really enjoyed that just because I hated that game so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Magician Lord. Like just Ooh. slogging our way through that entire podcast was, yeah, was painful. That's a neat game, but man, that was rough. Yeah, it's to be yeah. it's to be said. There's something fun, even in a horrible game, um, that that we're all suffering through it together. Uh, that adds something to it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's yes, it is that. And also just completely just wailing on some of these games is, <laughs> is also fun. You know, like things like Predator and... Um, Ooh, Predator uh, made the, me cry when I was a kid. Yeah, well, I think the one that I love the most uh, out of all of these podcasts, for some yeah. fucking reason, is Super Black Bass. It is a game <laughs> that should have never been done on a podcast. And it is something that I don't think 98% of the population, un- unless you are me and Billy or Billy's uncle, uh, could ever <laughs> talk about this game for more than five minutes without getting bored of it. But somehow, oh, man. we dr- we drug Jeremy along for, for 50 minutes, I think. Never caught a fish. About Super Black Bass, a person <laughs> that I don't think ever caught one fish in the entire game, the entire time that he played it. Um, but I tried. I tried hard. Yeah. <laughs> even challenged by someone that wrote in the next yeah. next episode uh, but yeah that was that was one of those episodes that that I was just completely surprised that it, it shouldn't exist but it was somehow entertaining to at, at yeah. least I mean my uncle if, if he's willing to go to jail for that game it, it's worth talking about for for at least you know an hour or so I've enjoyed playing through the games. Like you mentioned, you, you look for this podcast because you're looking for Earthbound. That's a game I wanted to play forever, and I just never got motivated mm. to do so. And so knowing that that was a game we, you know, with, oh, let's, try, let's cover this. And so I finally get to play through the whole thing, and I loved it. Uh, same with, you know, I don't know how I've gotten this far in life without playing through Silent Hill 2. And I finally got to play it last year, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Same with our, our last game of last year was Snatcher. And Snatcher's a mm-hmm. game I wanted to play. I had it on Sega CD. I had a physical copy, never even got past the first few minutes because I thought I'd get to it later. Well, later was 2020. I mean, that's, <laughs> I like going back and, and finding these games. I'm glad to play through again. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as, as surprising games, we've had um, almost all the patron picks, even the ones that aren't good, are games I've never played. So that's, mm-hmm. I like that the most. I like, I like finding a game I know nothing about or just mm-hmm. bare minimums about and getting to finally play them. Uh, even the ones that, that maybe aren't that good are still there's still something interesting about all these games. Like I like to find the thing like, Oh, that's, that's the hook this game has. That's what makes this interesting. Um, so I, I, even the games that are pretty terrible, I, I enjoy playing through them. I mean, almost every game I'll find even a, a game that's, that's universally, you know, reviled a terrible game. But once I played enough, I'm like, okay, I get what they're aiming at. I mean, generally there's a few exceptions to that, but uh, even like we mentioned Gemfire, how that's a game that I didn't really get because I don't like those those Koi strategy games. But by the like second hour of it, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad. I can kind of get into this. I, I was kind of looking forward to going back to it. Even though it was when I started playing, I was like, oh, this is so long. I don't want to play it. But I was like, I was happy that I learned how to play it. I, I saw what was interesting with it, and I was happy to kind of explore that. So, What's the longest game you guys have ever covered? As far as like how many hours does it take to complete this game? It might have been Earthbound, honestly. I mean, that, we don't cover many role-playing games. I mean, Billy and I did uh, over a year. Uh, we did Fantasy <laughs> Star 1 uh, only because of how, how our schedules had worked out. But that, that was... Yeah. I think we put more time into, into Earthbound, though. But I enjoyed that infinitely more than yeah. Fantasy Star. I, I would say probably Earthbound. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, for the most time we put into one, it, it, it remained pretty enjoyable. Um, throughout, I, I think I had some criticisms of the game, but still, I it was it was it was time well spent. I think putting into that one, and um, I I always I was a little reluctant to try to do like an, an RPG like that for for an episode, just because you know your, your time frame you kind of have to work with and things like that. But once you sat down with it, it it, it was a 
very smooth run through that game. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably the the most hours we've probably clocked into a game on here. I think Super Mario RPG was, was mm. as well. Yeah. You yeah. Know, Secret of Mana. Uh, mm-hmm. The one that, that really seemed the longest for me for some reason was the, the Super Star Wars trilogy that we did. Uh, oh, that was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was long. <laughs> After a certain point, you're just like, I don't want to play this no more. Mm-hmm. But as, as far as like the amount of time we spent talking about a game, I feel like the Super Star Wars episode just went on and on and on about how <laughs> we just, just kept talking about that fucking game. Yeah. Now for the games that you guys have to cover, do you, whenever you're playing an episode, what if you can't finish the game or is it your goal to, we have to complete this game, we have to see it from start to finish? How do you go about planning that? The goal would be to finish it. The goal would be it's a game we can finish. I mean, if it's a game that doesn't have an end, if we were going to cover Donkey Kong, which we're not, mm-hmm. but if we were, uh, that game doesn't end. So you're not going to have an ending to it. You, you'd at least want to see all the stages, right? Um, there are definitely games we haven't finished. Normally, we're pretty open about that. If we say, oh, you know, I got this far in the game, didn't finish it. I mean, we, we uh, the Secret of Man episode, I just ran out of time. I, I mm-hmm. didn't get all the way through. I got far enough where I knew the game. I knew how to talk about the mechanics and what I liked about it, but I, you know, I didn't finish it. And I was very open with like, I got this far. I got to this boss. I have another couple hours. Didn't finish it. That's, that's where we were at the time. I did go afterwards and finish it, but, um, you know, you want to finish the game if you can, or if you can't, at least, you know, here's how far I got, here's what's left. But mechanic wise, I don't think there's anything else I need to know. Or just, I mean, we've had games we covered, um, you know, actually was our very first episode, which I don't recommend mm-hmm. anyone. But that's the kind of the game that if you if you get to level three, it's only six levels or seven levels and you're just not yeah. good enough to get past that. OK, you know, talk about what you get, did get to and where your where your wall was that there's there's no shame in that to some level. I mean, as long as you can feel at least for my in my case, as long as I feel like I put the effort in and I have some notes and I have some real comments about it, then it's OK if I didn't finish it. But if it's just a matter of like, yeah, you know, I know about Kid Icarus. I don't have to play it. I, I know what mm. like you got to put the effort in, you know. Yeah, and, and I think it shows on uh, when you listen to something. Um, I, I, I like playing enough um, where you have a, an educated opinion on it, and that varies um, from from game to game. And I've listened to podcasts where it's obvious that, mm, you know, they may have watched something for a minute, read a few things, put it out there, and that's it. Um, but I just, it depends on the game. Like, Jeremy P is saying, if you're playing something like that, Axelade, that is, you know, uh, same gameplay throughout, um, not really a lot of story there to be had. Uh, yeah, if it gets too difficult, uh, you, you, you've got a good basis. You kind of know how the game is. Whereas if it's something that is uh, a little more story heavy, um, you want to kind of try to get through there as much as you can so you can speak to the, the story in the game. Um, a, a little bit better. Uh, like when we played through um, you know, a game like Silent Hill or Silent Hill 2, you want to you wanna kind of know the, the entirety of that story going through. So you can really you really speak to it and and all that. Whereas if it's just, it, uh, and with a lot of these older games, um, some of them don't vary too much. Some of the, you know, <laughs> just besides a little change in background here and there, the gameplay mechanics stay the same throughout. Um, so so it, it definitely varies. I sit down with the intentions of finishing all the ones that we, we, we try to get through. Uh, I think we do a pretty good job of picking games that um, don't have a ridiculous, especially doing the, the bonus episodes also. Um, 
that don't have a ridiculous um, kind of time dump you need to to put into it. Um, you know, a lot of games from back then, fortunately, you know, kind of, Lord, run an hour to two hours, and, and you're through a lot of NES games at that point. Uh, and that allows time to play through it and then kind of play again and, you know, form an opinion. Uh, it, it, it Mileage varies on it. I think we usually try to try to stick it out, even even through some rough ones. Uh, you know, we, we dig deep if we have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just depends. I mean, there's mm-hmm. we've got a limited time to play these games mm-hmm. and we've got a limited amount of sanity as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's just certain games where you hit a point. And if you're not having fun with it, and you you just you know can't can't get in get in anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. I I will for one to tell. You know, mm-hmm. I think an, an early example of that was Young Merlin, <laughs> the minecart stages that. in that game. <laughs> I think Jeremy got past that stuff, but I hit those minecart stages, and it was just I I can't. I'm done. Um, you know, we still try to do our best to to read up on on what we're doing and. What we're playing, and if there's something that we maybe missed that might have been consequential or something yeah. past the point that we've quit playing, um, but yeah, we generally try to uh, to beat what we're playing. I, I, it kind of seems silly to have a gaming podcast if you're going to talk about a video game that you you know haven't at least tried. Mm-hmm. So you know that that's just what we what we try to do. I'd say it's a rare exception if if there's a game we've covered that one of us at least hasn't finished it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there is some. Um, are some that's probably a better way to put it, but but I think generally that's the exception. I mean, we've yeah. done 130 something regular episodes of this, and and I can only think of two or three off the top of my head that that none of us finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely admire the effort you guys put into your podcast because mm-hmm. you're also dealing with life like everybody else, and you still find time to play other games that you really want to play. Mm-hmm. So that that's nothing to sneeze at. You got you got to have your priorities. You got to. <laughs> well, what are your top three favorite systems? If you had to narrow it down to just three, that's well. I was gonna say it's tough, but I guess it's not. Um, for me, uh, that 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 Super Nintendo, I think probably is always gonna ride high. At the very top, uh, that that's my number one for sure. I, I think in terms of library of games, that has um, it's just more solid. And then for sports, for the you know the the first party titles that are out on it, um, it just it has probably the largest collection of games that I remember fondly, um, at least. And you know also. I've got a, that's first place, second and third. It, it's a big old toss up between the, the 64, um, Nintendo 64 and the, and the PlayStation 2, which made it on there just because of the sheer shitload of games that system had on it. And just uh, some of the little oddities I found there towards the end gave that system a lot more life, like uh, games like Mad Maestro and things like that. Um, just these bizarre, cheap titles. Um, that, that were the early version of the eShop, you know, going into the damn Walmart and here's this game marked down for three ninety nine, dollars um, and picking it up. Um, I, I just, I, that PlayStation 2 had such a large library to it. And it's another one of those where some of my fondest memories are involve um, that system in, in particular. 
So that's definitely it. Uh, you know, and I, and I can't let Nintendo have all of them. So definitely I'll throw the PS2 in there. I don't know if I could rank them all, but then as far as like what really, you know, if I'm talking from an emotional standpoint, then, you know, the Nintendo, the original Nintendo and the Intellivision mm-hmm. and, I don't know, my Game Boy, like the first three things I really put a lot of time Ooh. into. Mm-hmm. As far as games that I look at now and I'm like, yeah, I want to play games on these systems. Uh, again, it's kind of hard because we focus so hard on PlayStation 2 down. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, PlayStation games like that, that's a better, that, that's more of a, I guess, a question that I would uh, have have had a better answer for is what system maybe you, did I not care for that's grown on me? The original PlayStation mm-hmm. has, in mm-hmm. my mind, some of the worst aging games. Like, just that's yes. when they first really started trying to do 3D. They weren't very good at a lot of it. It's hideous. There's a lot of just big blocky things that, that don't animate well. But at the same time, like, we found games on it that are really, really solid and really good that I mm-hmm. never or, or that I didn't remember being very good, but then when you actually get to it, and you, if you can get past the, 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 the graphic issue where, where old 3D yeah. looks really bad, you're like, you know, this is a pretty neat game, and I do like it. So the PlayStation is probably the, the system that's grown on me the most since doing this podcast. But yeah, if I, if, if, if I just was like, yeah, throw out all your systems but three, I'd have to keep the NES. I'd have to keep mm. the Intellivision, despite that I'm not going to play it nearly as much as most <laughs> of the systems there. And realistically i'm gonna keep the switch i use it more than anything else in my house i like the the i you know when they announced the switch and they're like oh it's a system where you can use it in handheld and on the tv i was like who cares but now i'm like that's the best thing that's ever occurred oh. and i i doubt I, i'm I, I regret anything i've said bad about the switch before it came out oh it boy more important than any other device in my house i'm gonna tell you before jeremy gregory answers we uh we got served a crow buffet <laughs> over that nintendo switch it was all you could eat and i went in with both hands um i was heated i was hot after they did the wii u dirty um and i was not having another nintendo system i love that goddamn thing though I, i'm it's it's i'll be on it soon i'll be on it shortly um i, I that just had to be that was one of the great uh probably misjustices that that we perpetrated on that podcast was that early switch hate, uh, but we've owned up to it, and and you know we're we're still doing our our pittance to uh to to to, to pay it back after that. Jesus, I, I don't know what happened. That, that was a dark time. It was a real dark time in the podcast. We were we're surly Wii U lovers. That was the problem. That, yeah. That's the thing. We're very loyal to the Wii U. We love the Wii U, but it's not one of it's not one of our top three though. No, because everything I'd want to play on it, with with, the, with like one or two exceptions, is now on the Switch. So maybe maybe it's in Jeremy Gregory's top three. I was gonna say, like I remember the exact. If you want to go back to an episode and listen to Billy completely annihilate what would <laughs> eventually become the Switch. Now uh, I, um, you know, I something weird happened that night where I had a soft drink nearby, and I think somebody put something else in it. Uh, I think it got switched out for something uh, for an adult beverage or two um, or uh, more than two. And that coupled with uh, they they must have just announced something that day too. something that didn't do you do you are you aware of what episode it is? Like you remember? Yeah, I do. Actually, I was trying to find the name of it, it was that one. Okay. It was these zo- not zombies ate my neighbors, but it was that one. The sequel Ghoul to school it. ghoul school. <laughs> no, 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 not ghoul school. Oh, <clears throat> Uh, Ghoul Patrol. Ghoul Patrol. Patrol. Yes. All right. Uh, Ghoul Patrol. So great episode, though. So if you want to hear uh, Billy just go off on this shit, like to the point where he's almost yelling, 
That is that is the one. It, it was like I think it was the E three. Not it was some kind of announcement that that they did. I think it was the very first announcement, and it was it, it, that was a, that was a thing. I I enjoyed that whole <laughs> part of that a lot. I guess for me, uh, number one would be uh, these are systems that I still for as far as like games I go back to and want to play and think about wanting to play um, would be number one would be super NES. Uh, number two mm. would be PlayStation and number three would be a tie between the Saturn and dreamcast. Mm. Those are just uh, all three of those systems. I think account for probably 70% of the games that uh, I have a lot of nostalgia for. And I still really love playing to this day. Um, you know, I got a soft place in my heart for that damn 3DO. But I, I don't think I can say, you know, with any sort of sanity, <laughs> list the, the 3DO as, as like a top system for me. But goddamn, I I love that stupid mm-hmm. system. Well, this this is another time for you to shine, Jeremy Gregory, because I want to know more about this YouTube channel. I think that is the hidden gem of mm. Retrovaniacs. You guys talk about the podcast a lot, and you guys are trying to add some more content to the YouTube channel as well. Yeah, we actually have a YouTube channel, surprisingly. Uh, it is mostly just a bunch of reviews and a, and a, uh, a few videos of, of me and uh, my brother going out and trying to do some uh, game and toy hunts. But this has been, you know, the YouTube channel has been going on as long as the podcast has. We actually mm-hmm. started those uh, right at the exact same time. And it's that is something that I generally do by myself. Jeremy has put a, a, a review up there himself that he did that was very good but i think it comes down to um it's it's not easy to make you know these kind of videos as it is like you know getting on twitch and doing stuff like that you know you have to know how to edit things and then do Mm -hmm. all this other stuff to it and that's time consuming and it's it's something that i have found out as well over time Uh, it's it's not easy to sit down and just do one of these in in a in a night especially Mm -hmm. when you don't have a lot of time to put put forth to something like that. And I think that's why the last year I really haven't had time to, to put a lot of effort into it. So this year, I think we're going to really try to get back onto the YouTube channel, not just me, but I'm roping these other two guys in there with me uh, to do some things other than just throw up some videos of 16 bit, uh, you know, brawlers or something, which is what I usually do. Uh, so hopefully we'll get that back on track. But yeah, I've, I enjoy the YouTube channel. I think it's a really good YouTube channel. Um, it's you know it's got a, a decent amount of followers to it and things like that. But it just it's it's not easy to make a lot of that content. And I guess there's a lot of people that can be just you know like well just you know play play game footage and talk over it. And it's like I don't really want to do that. You know if I if I did that I could just do Twitch. Mm-hmm. But you know to I, I actually enjoy making and editing and things like that. Um, an actual video. Uh, for for YouTube, so that's why I started doing that, and unfortunately, that's kind of why I stopped doing that because it, <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Yeah, I really enjoy the pawn shopping videos. Oh yeah, well, well I mean, which I mean, last year it kind of puts a damper on that now too. I I don't know. Um, I assume where Jeremy's at also, but the the places open here now are are few and far between. Yeah, it's it's been hard, especially last year, because, you know, we had just started that. Mm-hmm. And then all of this kind of went down. And for the most part, you know, we couldn't really get out and, and do this. We couldn't get together and, and go mm-hmm. to these places. There were restrictions. A lot of these places weren't even open. 
And even whenever you do get to go in, you know, you're just like, ah, oh, you know, there's too many people in here. We need to get, just mm. get out. But hopefully this year, you know, we can get started doing that again, going back to a few of the places. I think the biggest problem with that is we've only got so many places we can go to. And mm. it's a lot of these places have the same things for a very long time <laughs> because they overprice them to the point where nobody buys them. Mm. But I think by now, I think a lot of places should have some new stuff. You know, me and my brother are finally getting out and, and going to some new places and getting out of Indy uh, for the first time since all this hits. So hopefully here in the next year, we can, we can really get back into doing that and go into some, some neat little places. Yeah. Well, are there any future plans for the podcast you guys want to talk about? I mean, we don't uh, we don't plan on stopping. At least that's <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so we, we've like we mentioned, we have the Patreon. That's that's relatively new. We've been doing it for about a year and a half. Um, as we gain listeners, we're talking about doing a third bonus show every month. It might not be so. Right now, our bonus shows are always just games, generally. Um, but we've in the past we've done a couple movie reviews of movies or or something that's related to video games. Uh, so I think if we do have a third show every month, it's going to be something more along those lines. Maybe not the same thing every month, but just a, mm-hmm. a grab bag show. Um, cause again, it's gonna be hard to fit a fifth game in to play enough to talk about it consistently, but, uh, to, to do something like review, uh, an episode of the Pac-Man cartoon or whatever in relation to the game, that, that would be a fun episode to do. And we could, we could easily do that in a, you know, an evening, uh, without having to spend two weeks playing a game to prep for it. So, so that's mm-hmm. the kind of, thing I think we're going to add, uh, other than that. Yeah. Like, like Jeremy said, we're trying to re rework with the uh, the youtube channel uh, that has been you know 99 jeremy but uh, i finally got a new computer that can do more than my old one my old computer was like 15 years old <laughs> and so I'm lucky that i was even able to get skype to work on it and do this podcast i finally got a new one that uh, that i can i'm using to stream twitch on so i obviously can collect game footage so i I'm, i'd like to get get into that too but i'm i'm not as good at it i've tried a couple and i was not happy with them uh, i, I kind of like the format of twitch where i can just ramble and and answer questions if people have them mm-hmm. and uh, lose over and over again at one boss or one jump <laughs> at the time. Uh, that that's more my style. But I do I do want to get more into videos. And then again, our Twitch is for me is new. Um, I I didn't start twitching until doing doing Twitch stuff till December, I guess. And and I'm now mm-hmm. kind of on four or five days a week. Uh, yeah. I know it was on for a while, uh, pretty consistently. So that that's something we're trying to tie into. I mean, we can. We can have it reference games either we're going to cover or we have covered or sometimes just games people ask about that might not be a good episode, but I, I'll play through it. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, I don't want to stretch what we do too far out. You know, I don't think we need to you know, do a movie-related podcast. We don't need to do a, uh, you know, a toy-related show. Like, I think if mm-hmm. we can stay focused on retro gaming, that's what we do. That's what we know. And I think that's what the, the people that, that do follow it want to hear about. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's it's... The old, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, I think we've got a good thing going. And obviously we've had, I, I think we're all very overwhelmed by the response we've had. Um, I, I I always assumed this would be just like a friends and family podcast. Um, and even they would drop off after a few, after a few episodes. Um and, but no, I, it, it's been great. And like we said, kind of at the top, we we've met some great folks through it and it's it's a nice community of, of people we we've interacted with and i mean i am excited maybe the if we end up doing that that third show kind of that grab bag type show obviously like 
Jeremy said, uh, a whole other game squeezed in there. Probably isn't going to be isn't going to be feasible. Um, so it'd be exciting to see what we what we can do for that. Otherwise, I think we're just kind of working on bolstering up our other, you know, uh, on the rest of our kind of social media presence uh it's a pretty active twitter um discord has been great uh and and we're starting to get some new faces in there um so that's exciting uh jeremy is i was doing a lot of twitch last year i had a job that made it very easy for me too and then i didn't have a job which made it very very easy for me too um and i was carrying that torch and as soon as i started to stumble and that, that torch about hit the ground he snatched it up um, so he's he's carrying that right now. I am attempting um, because last year has thrown my uh, my schedule right down through the shitter, and I'm hoping to get that. I'm hoping to pull it back up. I'm getting my hands dirty right now, trying to pull it back up from out of there. Um, and hopefully, between me and him, uh, with him covering a lot uh, most days of the week, uh, kind of early, and maybe I could pop on a couple of evenings, having a pretty good pretty good presence on there and jeremy is doing his thing on the youtube channel which you know uh jeremy p is gonna pitch in i'm gonna pitch in however i can i um can't edit video at all they've yet to create a program that is simple enough for me to be able to do anything um at all uh, I don't think I create anything that that would be worthy of putting on there. Um, it doesn't mean I, I'm going to pitch in where I can, even if even if I'm just standing on the sidelines cheering Jeremy along as he edits a video. I, I'll do what I can. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk with me this evening. I know we're very active in the Discord with one another and Twitter, Instagram, but this is. This is really nice. And on a personal note, the year I found you guys, um, it was my grandpa was very sick and he ended up passing away that year. So mm -hmm. that the entertainment that you guys provided mm -hmm. and continue to provide nice, nice respite, nice distractions. Mm -hmm. So thank you for all of your effort and hard work. Oh, well, yeah, I, it's very much appreciated. And I think that's probably that I think that's the best compliment probably a podcast can have is that it, it takes your mind off the real world for a little bit and probably need that more than ever. Well, that's what we use it for. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Well, if, if there are any closing remarks you'd like to share or you want to plug anything. I mean, everything we do, you can find on, on retrovania.net. It has links to the, the podcast. It has links to our social media, the Twitch feeds. It also has an amazing question form. If you have questions mm -hmm. for us, we can answer it on that, that question form. We'll answer it on the show. But yeah, every, everything we do is mostly the podcast, uh, YouTube channel, and, and again, the Twitch stuff lately. So retrovania.net, anything we are doing or will do, will be there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And uh, Boss Rush Games kidnaps Billy sometimes. Every now and then. <laughs> every now and then. For our Talk uh, the Walk talk the one, Talking about walking simulators because... Uh, one, they're, they're not retro and, and two, I, I don't want to put it on these guys. I don't want to drag them through, you know, these, these, even though Jeremy Gregory's had a hell of a damn recommendation on walking Sims in the past. Um, he is, he is the one to thank for me playing through firewatch and, and, you know, he's the one to thank for me staring at the TV teary eyed as I, as I worked my way through it. 
Oh, gosh, that's a beautiful game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thank you guys again so much. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more episodes. And I'm hoping that more people find you guys and mm -hmm. pop in on your Twitch streams. Go check out your YouTube channel. And is did you guys want to plug your personal Twitter accounts or anything? No, not my personal Twitter. No, I guess, uh, again, uh, I'm in a band called Subtastics. We, uh, we do the intro for the Retrovaniacs podcast. Uh, we have an album coming out in theory in the next few months, a full-length, our first full-length album. We have a couple EPs, but our first full-length album doesn't even have a title yet. Uh, we'll be out mm -hmm. soon. We just finished recording it. But uh, but mm -hmm. that, again, if you're interested in, in that band, you can find it at uh, Subtastics Bandcamp. So if you just search on Bandcamp mm -hmm. for Subtastics, that's us. Awesome. Hey. And I, I don't think I have anything other than just uh, I, I don't really have anything to plug on my personal Twitter or my burner Twitter, which I use just to complain about professional wrestling um, a lot. But no, it's, it's all over there on Retrovania's site. Well, thank you guys so much for participating. Thank you, listeners. You can find us on Boss Rush Games, where we also have a Nintendo Powbot podcast. We have an Arsenal X for Xbox. We have Crossroads for PlayStation. We have Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. And a lot of other people have joined up. So when you have a chance, check it out. But until then, talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.